Okay, once again, I welcome us to church. And um, we'll go into God's word right away. On Wednesday, we had um, Brother George Osawaye bless us at our midweek service. Okay, shared some nuggets of wisdom with us. And he's going to be continuing on um, Wednesday. Okay? He'll continue with us on Wednesday. We had about uh, 50 people in attendance on Wednesday. Okay? So this Wednesday, I want to see more of us. Let's join in and uh, gain knowledge. Okay? Bible says all the foundations of the earth are out of course because of ignorance. Okay? So, what you know about should not kill you. <laughs> like they say. So, um, so please, let's join in on Wednesday. Next week, Sunday, we're going to be having another finance expert in the area of finances. In the person of uh, Brother Mark, can you bless us? He's going to look at, he's going to be blessing us, teaching us some certain things, okay, that um, from the management perspective, Okay, and uh, so please, let's be here on next week's Sunday. I had to plead with him that he should please allow me to use today. And uh, so everybody help me to thank him for giving me the, 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 the privilege. <laughs> Amen. Okay, let's turn our Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Last week, we looked at the five fingers, the five fingers rule of finance. So we have quite a lot to share again today. So we said the first one, which is the index finger, right? Is, is what? Earn. It teaches us to earn as much as we can. Earn as much as we can. Haven't you seen it that the Bible does not tell us exactly what we should do. Amen. Because enterprise is purely human. Jesus, every time he spoke about wealth, riches, money, finances, rich people, he never talked about what exactly they did. Never talked about what exactly they did. He just told us they were rich people. 
Okay? So which means... The Bible says there is... Solomon said there is much gain in the tillage of the ground. Please help me to adjust it. Thank you. There is much gain. Solomon also said, he that gathers by labor shall do what? Will increase. So which means whatever field we find ourselves. There was one day I was watching this, um, um, uh, the, the Secret Boss or something. There's one program like that on BBC. Undercover Boss. Yes, thank you. Undercover Boss. And the man that was um, featured that day, he was a multi-millionaire in pounds. And he was a plumber. What was his work? Plumbing. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Was he what? That was his primary labor. And he had, he had a big business. Plumbing work. Hallelujah. So, it's not about which area. I don't remember someone I was asking what are the what are the areas of uh, um, of opportunities. You find out that people keep asking those questions. They keep jumping from one place to the other. Okay, what's the next train that is bringing in the, the box? Let's jump into it. Having not uh, given attention to the one where they are. Hallelujah. So there's much wisdom to learn in that. So the index finger says we should earn as much as we can. Then uh, the next one is what? Right? The, this, this middle one, right? Okay, we said you should do what? The ring finger or the longest finger is what? Save as much as you can. Okay, save as much as you can. Interestingly, Sister Doyin, um, who used to be with us, who is in Canada now, she, she did something last week, how to save like a pro, a free webinar. I think I mentioned it last week. Yes. Uh, uh, who, who attended it? Anyone attended it amongst us? Okay. One, two. Just two of us. Okay. So I am going to do this, but it's not going to be free. Tell your neighbor, it's not going to be free. Even though it was a free webinar, I'm not going to give it to you free. So what's the price you are going to pay? Are you not going to ask me? <laughs> what's the price? 
Okay, the price is that you are going to send a message to my WhatsApp. That's when I'll know that you are serious about it. One hour, 22 minutes. Such a blessing it was. So, if you're, if you're interested in it, just send it to, just send me a message to my WhatsApp. Those of you that attend, don't share it with them. Mom. Don't share it everybody, with everybody. Amen. Because there's someone said that if you want to hide anything from a black man, put it inside a book. The book will be in front of him like this. He's not going to read that. Let's begin to change that narrative. So, I say, hey, it's on YouTube. The YouTube will be facing you like this. You'll be watching uh, skits. Mr. Macaroni, who is making money out of you. But to sit down for one hour, 22 minutes, to hear what will make you earn more, what will make you save better. In a, like my wife would say, you know, praise God. So, but we are getting better. Praise God. We are pursuing knowledge. Amen. So send me a message and I'll share it with you. So the third one is what is the ring finger, right? What do we say that represents? Give as much as you can. We are going to come back to it, but let's look at the other two. So the smallest finger, which is this one, okay, is the smallest so what does it stand for? It means spend as little as you can. It's the smallest finger, right? So it's spend. If you want to be financially successful, you know you can be spiritually successful and not be financially successful. Angels will take you to heaven like they took Lazarus. Praise the Lord. But Lazarus ate crumbs. Dogs licked his sores. His, uh, his place of income was at the gates of what? The rich man. Lazarus the beggar. So there are Christians who qualify like that. They are children of God the beggars. Always begging, begging like we tell our children. Always begging. Praise the Lord. Always begging. Always begging. You are free from it today in the name of Jesus. The devil has sold a lie to some people that there are some people who are supposed to be beggars and some people who are supposed to be givers. Is a lie from the pit of hell. Are you listening to me? So even if they are out to be, because Jesus Christ said that the poor you always have with you, he didn't put your name there. He didn't put your name as the beggar now. Are you Lazarus? You are not. Praise the Lord. Someone said, ah, you don't know how life has dealt with people. You are not the only one life has dealt with. So please give us another narrative. Hallelujah. The person sitting beside you, you don't know the story of that person. You think yours is the worst. Praise God. 
God is the one that lifts men. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, many years ago, I used my head. Maybe that's the reason why I'm having bald head earlier. I carried pompon with my head. I carried blocks with my head so that I could earn money to go to school. Praise the Lord. My younger ones had to wait till I came back from work before we could eat one square meal in a day. So it was zero, zero, one. Or one, zero, zero, so that it will be able to keep. Sometimes I will have to walk all the way from Iyanokwaja to Igbe. If you know that, that distance. So that I'll be able to save money for us to eat. Hallelujah. So everybody has a story. Praise God. I say, are you, are you, are you. I may look butter, but I wasn't born like this. Amen. <laughs> the reason why I look like butter is because the word of God has dealt with me big time. So I always keep myself fresh with God's word. Amen. And I think I need to do more exercises so I can have more muscles. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know those who are oh, those who are muscular, they don't look butterish. Like the post, you know, <laughs> let's not go there. So, <laughs> so um, my wife is doing exercises now. I told her that she can beat me now because she can push 100 kg. Me, I can't. If I push 20, I will do <laughs> So, the smallest, the, rather, the smallest finger is what? What does it represent? Spend as little as you can. You don't earn everything and spend everything. Let's look at the story of that young man. Luke chapter 15 from the message translation. Luke's gospel chapter 15. Uh, verse 13. Let's look at Luke 15. Verse 13. Luke 15. Verse 13. That's the story of one young man like that. Okay? From verse 13, from verse 13, he said, talk, that's the prodigal son. He said, so the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country, the jackpot. There, listen, there, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. He wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all of his money, there was a bad famine all through that country and he began to hurt. So here was a young man who received an inheritance, right, i.e. made money. And then he went out on a spending spree. Many years ago, there was one young lady who told me that her, her boss, who was her mentor, taught her that Unkoti meaning whatever the bird eats, 
is what he will fly with. Thank you. Are you a bird? So it means that, I mean, let me just eat whatever. Ah, because, you know, are you allowed Jekato Jono? You know, we don't know what will happen tomorrow. Whether somebody else is going to chop the thing you are saving. Do you want to die tomorrow? What if you now discover that by tomorrow you are not dead? What will not happen to you the third day? <laughs> Hallelujah. This guy wasted. But when, so which means that when you spend everything that you have, Jesus calls it wastage. Jesus calls it what? Wastage. Ask your neighbor, are you a waster? Tell him, I deliver you from the spirit of wastage. Those are the deliverances that are needed. Not the one that you'll be foaming in your mouth. Praise the Lord. Because after you foam in the mouth, but you come back and this one is still there, you'll still return back to that vomit. He said he wasted everything he had. Now, look at, this always happens. Remember, there are bulls and there are bears. There are ups and there are downs in the system of the world. So, the famine did not come because of him. You know, sometimes when we are going through some certain things, we think ah, it was because of us. No, no. The government did not have your name in mind before they made that policy. Praise the Lord. The Bible says after he had gone through all his money, usually it's after you have gone through all your money. <laughs> so it will just look as if, man, you are the target. No. The farming probably had been brewing or was already there, except that because you had all that money, right, you were spending it, and during the spending season, you did not know. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, the way things are in a nation where people are crying, oh, man, you know, the other day, I just... I, I, I checked, I'll be traveling to, uh, to Cordova, back to Cordova in July. So I said, let me even check the, the flight ticket. And, and I checked the flight ticket. The last time I bought it was 268. Now, it says it's 360 something. I, I said, what? One and a half hours flights? And meanwhile, from Cote d'Ivoire to France, it's 320 Sefer. 320,000. Cheaper than one and a half hours flight. I was like, oh my God, I've got to start releasing my faith to buy this ticket. But meanwhile, some people will just, they will even bath an eyelid before they pay. Because there's abundance of it. So why some people are crying? Some people are what? They don't know it. So when this guy had the money, he didn't know it. But he spent everything he wasted. Don't be a waster. I beg you. Pastor, it's not enough. It's never enough. 
But that doesn't mean you should be a waste. God still says you are a waster. If you spend it all. Pastor, uh, uh, what do you call it? Transport fare has increased. Therefore, I have no choice. No, you have a choice. He says you are a waster. Pastor, don't blame me. No, I blame you. I'm not the one blaming you. The word says you are a waster. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the reason why you should go and learn how to save like a pro. Praise God. So, spend as little. Listen, there's what is called, ah, is it Parkinson's law? Am I correct? Parkinson's law. I hope I'm correct. Is that it's, 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 the more your what? Your income increases, the more your what? Your expenses will rise up to it. Remember when you were earning 50,000. And that 50,000 was like, ah, if only, if only, if only. And then a miracle happened. Or you got a promotion. You got a better job that was now paying you 80,000. I said, yes. Yes. Thank God. Glory to God. You came and shared the testimony in church. Then three months down the line, who are those that want to change job? You are lifting up your hands. Why? The 80,000 naira doesn't seem to be enough again. What happened? No, we will not lie. And we, uh, no, no, we, will not, we won't lie. We will not blame it on the economy. Why is it that it was when I earned 80,000? That was when they decided to increase transport fare. That was when food prices increased. Listen, that is a law. That's when you will remember that that's your one-room apartment. You need to change it. After all, I have the money. That's when you will remember that, okay, ah, you haven't eaten corned beef in a long time. Exeter come beef. Praise the Lord. You know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It, that's when you remember ah, that, that sweet sensation. I think I'm supposed to be going, I should be going twice in a month. You never even remembered sweet sensation. And you didn't even know it existed when you were earning 50,000. Praise the Lord. That's when you will remember that ah, I, will, it, I, I will get to church sweatlessly if I take Uber. <laughs> After I have the money, I, do, you, do you understand? <laughs> Hallelujah. The other day I wanted to get somewhere and I got to the bus stop and I took bus. And somebody, a church member looked at me. Praise God. Don't worry, you're not the one I'm, you, nobody will know I'm talking about you. The person just said, said, Pastor, where are you going? He said, oh, I, I want to get to, I think I was going to uh, around the Jota side. So I said, said, said uh, why, why, where's your car? I said, 
Can you see this tra transport? I mean, I mean, traffic. I said, yeah, so take Uber. I said, I said no, I, I think this one is going to be faster. I just use this. That's at least if, if, if there's go slow, I can come down. If it's Uber, you know, I won't just I can't come down like that. But in my mind, I was saying, as if you know what is in my pocket. <laughs> Hallelujah. Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world. The house he lives in, I think he's still alive, he's not yet dead. In Omaha, in Nebraska. He is a house he has been living in since 1958. And he's worth about a hundred billion dollars. If it was you, you would have been living in Yorch. <laughs> you just be abusing and say, Alo woman, no. Alo woman, no. Koma ye je. Mani koma ye je. Je di je di. That's the reason why he has 100 billion. And then my father did not have 100 billion. Glory to God. Spend as little as you can. I hear he doesn't have a private jet. They ask, they ask him, why don't you? I say, what do I need it for? How many places am I going to? He can afford six of it at a time. No, he doesn't need it. I remember there was one footballer several years ago. <laughs> he signed a contract of $3 million in the 90s. Ah, that was a lot of money. The guy arrived. <laughs> and the next thing he went to buy was a what? Was a private jet. He ended up begging. Are you listening to me? Those of us who are just starting out in life, spend as little as you can. We had a certain amount of money, for example, that we budgeted for food in our house. Remember, we used to buy all kinds of medemende, hot dog, etc. Sardine, geisha. I'm the one that used to go to the market, so I know what we, you know, we just baked beans, you know, all those things. Praise God. So by the time prices increased, it didn't increase because of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. We started cutting. Exeter can beef left. Geisha left. Sandin left. We used to call it Sandin. Hot dog left. All those things. They became medemende. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I'm drinking Gary in my house, you don't know. Even if you know and you laugh at me, it's my pocket. Hallelujah. 
No, I must eat sanding. It will make you sick. <laughs> Too much oil. <laughs> you know I'm a nutritionist, so I can give an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know? Or else, what will I be doing? I'll be eating my future today. So as the expenses are rising, you keep cutting. Cut, cut. If you cut to the barest minimum and uh, you can't go lower again, What's the next thing to do? Go back to number one and more. So tell your neighbor, spend as little as you can. Now, the fifth finger is the thumb, isn't it? We said that the thumb can touch every other finger, right? That represents your attitude towards money. So the thumb represents your attitude towards money. Two things. Jesus, the only thing that Jesus Christ in his messages taught as something that can um, that you can serve apart from God. Something that can take the place of God. He calls it mammon. Not the paper itself. The spirit behind it. He said you can't serve two masters. You either love one and hate the other. Says we can't serve money. So, which means that money can either be a master, right? Or it can be your slave, depending on your attitude towards money. Your attitude about money will determine how you will earn. How you will save, how you will spend, and how you will give. So it affects the whole form. That's why the tongue can touch every other one. Praise God. So it's so important. When money is always leaving you, money is always moving away from you. What do you need to check? You don't need... <laughs> oh, glory to God. Someone called me the other day and said... I think I've told us the story before. That money... He doesn't know how money lives. Before the, she, she, the money just... She doesn't know how, she, he doesn't know how the money just goes like that. I said, you know. You are not just telling the truth. It was not an evil spirit that came to spend your money. Except you have a thief in your house. 
Hallelujah. You know, when you, we, the, when money is very, is, is very interesting. When you have it and you are spending it, eh, you're just, it's always sweeting you. You know? Praise the Lord. You buy one gala. How much is gala? 100 naira. When I have 2,000 naira, I forget. 100 naira. What's 100 naira? Mm. Praise the Lord. Any of you care for your drink there? Care for your drink there? At the time I spent 500 naira. Mm, what's, what's, what's that? I say I have 2,000 naira. Before you know it, praise the Lord. And some people learn one very bad thing. Say, if you want to be a millionaire, think like a millionaire. What they think is spending. <laughs> so your attitude will determine whether money will stay with you. Right? Or what? Whether it will leave you. Money can leave. Praise God. But money should not leave. Rather, it should increase. Praise God. So your attitude, so you therefore need to start to check your attitude. That's the reason why it's good when we have all these uh, seminars, we have all these conferences, we have these teachings, you learn from them. Amen. Me that I was thinking that, let me start be releasing my faith to change my car. After Wednesday, I decided I am not going to change that car for the next five years. Uh, Pastor, why are you cursing yourself? It's not a curse. My friend, who is way, 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 way richer than me, told me that he, use, he, he's, he uses one car for 15 years. After buying it at second hand. Come on. Do I need an angel to come and teach me how to preserve money again? That one has taught me. So I started looking at my car differently. <laughs> a friend told me that the gearbox of my car is 1.4 million. I said, E? So I called my driver. I asked him, I said, how does gearbox spoil? <laughs> so he told me some things that can make gearbox so spoil. So I called my driver. I said, Mr. Ajay, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Or else the gearbox will spoil. And I don't have 1.4 million naira. Even if I have, I shouldn't be using it to buy a box. Hallelujah. I came to that decision after learning on Wednesday. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your attitude. Your attitude. Your attitude. Your attitude. Some have a poor mindset, a poverty mindset about money. Something they can never have it. Some have said, oh, I'm not like, I, it's not in my, in my generation. No, that's a poor attitude towards money. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, let me go a little further. So, we've learned about what? So, money can be a slave or it can be a master. One, another attitude you must have is that money can either be a seed or a product. 
you must treat money as a seed. You must treat money, your attitude towards money is that you must always see money as what? A seed. Because if you don't plant, don't have, don't expect a harvest. Praise the Lord. Someone say, well, you know what? I'm believing God for $100,000. What have you done? What have you done to bring it? Someone say, ah, my faith can bring anything. My faith can bring anything. Your faith can bring anything. Your faith can bring anything. Pastor, ah, you taught us faith now. Praise God. Your faith cannot bring $100,000 if it cannot bring $10,000 now. You are just dreaming. Praise God. Is God not powerful enough? Praise God. It is not the power of God alone that brings money. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? It's not the power of God alone that brings money. Praise the Lord. Is the power of God plus the combination of other things. And when those other things are not in place, praise God. What's your net worth? Rather, what's your network? Can your network, does your network have $100,000? Praise God. Or you think somebody can just wake up and say, ah, I had a dream that I should give you $100,000. The person will think twice. Why do you think banks don't just give people money anyhow? No. Praise the Lord. You know, like the story of the person that was praying. He was praying to God, Father, let's say it's 50 million naira. Lord, I need 50 million naira for that business. And then another brother was praying, Lord, I need 50,000 naira to pay my house rent. And he was making more noise than the person that was asking God for 50 million naira. So the guy that was asking for God for 50 million said, please don't disturb me. Come, is it 50,000 naira? Take. Why didn't he give him 10 million? Do you understand? Praise God. There is nothing that God cannot do. But when it comes to finances, there are some certain things God cannot do. It will not be wise for God to do. If you cannot manage, if you cannot manage a hundred thousand naira successfully and make it to increase, then why did you, is, is, why will God commit a hundred thousand dollars to your hands? He said, because Jesus said, anyone who is faithful in little, right? That is what governs money. If you are faithful in little, he said, more will now be given. So if you are not faithful with 100,000, why, why will God, it will be a wastage? Because you don't even, you, are, you, don't, you're, 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 you don't have the mental capacity. God should just bless me. God will see what I will do. God knows what you will do. He doesn't need to see. Because my attitude has already shown it. My attitude with the small one that he put into my hands. When I cannot even pay tithes or give tithes. God knows. Ah, a long more. Church, he might change me. God, God sees my heart. He sees it. That's why he hasn't brought it. Praise the Lord. 
The Bible says that man looks on the what? Outside. But God does what? Checks the heart. That is where our attitudes proceed from. So let's go back quickly to the ring finger and talk a little bit about giving. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why do we give? Praise God. Last week we said we give, right? To, because of goodwill. So that we can earn the capital called goodwill. We saw several scriptures like that. Praise God. Number two, write this down. Giving is how we help others. Giving is how we help others. First Corinthians chapter 16, quickly. First Corinthians 16, verse 1. First Corinthians 16, verse 1. Okay? It talks about, it said, Now concerning the collection of the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Uh-huh. What should you do? Next verse. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay him, lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Next verse. And when I come, whosoever you shall approve by your letters, then I will send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. That is, they will bring the things that you have gathered. If it meets that I go also, they also will go with me. Next verse. Now I will come to you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for, for I do pass through Macedonia. In other words, he was saying that, hey, guys, before I come, you guys should have gathered. Everybody should have given as God has prospered them. You know, that is, as his ability you know, can afford him. He should give so that we can take whatever you guys give. We go and give to those in Jerusalem because there was famine in the land at that time. So they needed to help the brethren. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They needed to help what? The brethren. Let me just say this here. You know, every year, for the past, how many years, almost since we started at Yoruba Church, you know, quite a number of them uh, live in places where, where uh, uh, that, that we had usually experienced flood. During the rainy seasons like this, you know, their homes get flooded. Some of them, their homes get destroyed because many of them, they are living in uh, uh, wooden houses and things like that in lowlands. Uh, yeah, so, so, we usually... I don't think there's any year we spend anything less than 200 to 300,000, you know, just to help them out. Praise God. And this year, the rains have started, and some of them have started experiencing some of them. So I say, eh, eh, but why can't they leave that place? Did you give them the money to leave the place? Do you understand me? They can't afford. Praise God. So we are beginning to teach them that it's time for you to start releasing your faith, right? That you're going to get out of that place. But before they get out, Praise God. We wouldn't have gone, you know, when somebody, no, let me not go there. Praise God. So, so we, we, I, I, I want to, I, I want to uh, ask us, praise God, you know, we want to raise about half a million naira to just put it in, in a post for them so that by the time those things start coming, you know, we are able to have something to just help them with. So, if you want to give, we are, I'm asking us, okay, 
that we should give, contribute funds, bring money towards that. We want to raise about half a million and put it there in store for them, you know, so that we can help them when those things come. Praise God. You know, I mean, one of them, I mean, one of them just last week, right? Wasn't that last week? The house where they live, where she lives, got destroyed. Someone said, eh, but, but didn't she know it was going to be destroyed? You know? Well, she knew she, did. she doesn't have the capacity. So what do we do? Do we, do, do we let them sleep on the streets? No, we shouldn't. Praise God. So while we are teaching them how to be blessed and release their faith, uh, let's also do what? Help them to sustain. So, so please, I'm, I, 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 I'm asking us, let's give towards this. We are raising that front from, to, from today. So it's to help others. Okay? Number two. Number three. Giving builds treasures for us in heaven. Luke chapter 12. Giving builds treasures. Give me Matthew 19, 21. Luke 12, verse 13 to 33 is quite a long one. Now let's see Matthew chapter 12, chapter 19, verse 21. Praise God. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus gave the story. Amen. Uh, uh, about the rich young ruler who came to meet him, said, Master, you know, I have everything. I mean, what can I do to inherit eternal life and all that? Jesus said, sell everything that you have. You know, have you done uh, all the commandments? He said, yes, I have. Okay, now he said, sell everything that you have and give to the poor and come and follow me and you have treasures in heaven. Jesus said unto him, if that will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have what? Come on, thou will have what? Thou will have what? And come and follow me. So question, what is the treasure in heaven? When I've said to us, when you hear the word heaven, right, it doesn't necessarily mean a place. It can also mean the unseen realm. Hallelujah. So when Jesus said you will have treasures in heaven, he explained it. He said, follow me. Following Jesus is our treasure. More than anything, I love you, Jesus. More than anything, more than worldly wealth, more than life itself, I love you, Jesus. More than. You know, it's easier to sing. But when heaven demands it of you, that's when. You will be able to prove. The Bible said that guy went home sorrowful. Why? He said because he had a lot of possessions. Or rather, the possessions had him. So, where the believer has got to get to a place where he treasures following Jesus much more than anything. Someone says, ah, no, the treasure in heaven is going to be, I'm going to have a, a, a five-bedroom duplex in heaven. That's the treasure. Jesus never said so. He said, this is your treasure. Come and what? Follow me. In other words, uh, relationship with me is much more important than what? Is much more, should be much more treasurable than the treasures of this world. Jesus, 
the disciples asked him, said, we have left everything. We have left everything to follow you. He said, he said, anyone, no man who has left father, mother, houses, uh, sisters, brothers to follow me. He said, he said he will reap a hundredfold in this world and in the water, in the world to come eternal life. So we must treasure our salvation. Nothing is more expensive. Nothing should be more treasurable than our following Jesus. Someone say, Pastor Tihile, I still need money. Jesus has not said he will not take care of you. Can you trust him? He said, you know, in Luke's, in Luke's uh, 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 version, he asked the question, he said, how, how easy it is, how easy, he said, how much easier it is for the, for the, for the camel, I mean, to pass through the eye of the needle than for those that trust in riches. Enter into the kingdom of heaven. So it's which treasure is much more important to you? Which one do you trust the more? Is it following Jesus or following the money? Hallelujah. Praise God. So, giving does what? Builds treasures for us. Trusting in Jesus is a treasure. It's so good to trust in Jesus. Trusting in him, both for your life now and for your eternity, ought to be more treasurable than what? Silver and what? And gold. Praise God. So, when you give, you think about the needs of others. Don't just, okay, I'm going to give so that uh, with the motive of, oh, so that I can have more. Amen. That's not a right motive. A better motive is to give, to build treasures in heaven. You are saying, I, I, my trust is in Jesus. My trust is not in, in money. And I am glad when people are helped. You know the way Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians? He said, chapter 8 and chapter 9, he said that through your giving, thanksgiving will abound unto God. That is your reward. Someone say, ah, reward, thanksgiving to God. What will I use that one for? God, I, that tells you how much treasurable God is to you. That through your life, through your giving, many are giving thanks to God. Amen. It makes our Father's heart glad. So our Father's heart being glad should be more treasurable to us. Paul said, I pray that we'll be counted worthy of this calling and so that the name of the Lord Jesus will be glorified in us and what will happen? And we also in him according to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Praise God. Verse 11, 12. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so when we give, we should think about people. 
Jesus said, the poor will always have with us. Amen. Glory to God. Let me close with this. Why do we give? We give as a mark of honor to our God. Why do we give to his work? We give as a mark of honor. God does not need our money. Hello? After you give your offerings and whatever you give in church, praise the Lord. Sister Shade, in the finance department, angels don't visit her and take the money. Praise the Lord. Angels don't do that because God does not need it where he is. But you know what? He still demands of you that you give. Whatever you give, he says you are giving it to him. Praise God. Why? As a mark of honor. Somebody say honor. Come on, somebody say honor. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Honor the Lord. With what? Honor the Lord with your substance. Honor, honor. It's not about choice. It's about honor. Giving is what? Is a mark of honor. Malachi chapter 1. When I mentioned Malachi, some people thought it was chapter 3. Praise the Lord. I know you know chapter 3, but let's go to chapter 1. Praise God. <laughs> Verse 6, I think. He said, isn't it true, message transition, that a son honors his father and a worker honors his master? So if I am your father, who has God as his father here? Let me see your hands up. God is your father, right? He now says, if I am your father, where is the honor? If I am your father, where is the what? So what is God expecting from us? Oh, you are quiet now. Don't go quiet on me. What is he asking us for what? Honor. You know, he says, if I am your master, where is the respect? God of the angel armies is calling you on the carpet. He said, you priest, you despise me. You say not so. How do we despise you? How are we dishonoring him? He said, by your shoddy, sloppy, defiling worship. So in other words, giving is an act of worship. Honoring the giver. Honoring him as the one that has given you everything. Hallelujah. 100% of what you have belongs to, to who? Oh, come on. To who? Belongs to him. Do you believe that? I say, no. God, take your 10. The 90, now me get them. No, in the first place, he owns everything. The earth is the Lord and is foolish thereof. No man receives anything except to be given to him from above. So the Christian mindset is that everything I have belongs to me. I mean, it belongs to God. 
Uh, no, no, pastor, I, me, I know how I sweated. I sweated blood to be able to make, make that money. Hallelujah. The blood you sweated, who gave you? You had blood to sweat. If you didn't have blood to sweat, in God. No, pastor, I am a self-made man. Keep yourself made to yourself. Hallelujah. He said, you ask, what do you mean? When you say the altar of God is not important anymore, worship of God is no longer priority, that is defiling. How? And when you offer, when you do what? Offer. So, the offering... The attitude of the offering is described the, the worship of the Father. So when you bring your animals, you are try, the animals you are trying to get rid of. This 59 that is feeded, and let, let me give it a choice. Let me just find a way to dispose of it. It is that torn 59. You come, you know, you know, you know, say, hey, but, but it is money now. It is legal tender. See, you know, many years ago, my wife used to say something. My wife would look for mint money, mint money, mint money. You know that, no, I must give God the best. I see, so I would, in my mind, I would be like, what is money now? But I began to understand, come, no, it's the attitude. For her, it's, no. God deserves the best. I will not go and give Buhari ton 500 naira. Even though it's still a legal tender. You know, you won't do that. That's what Jesus, God said. He said, you are trying to, he said, you bring blind and sick and crippled animals. Is that not defiling? Try a trick like that with your banker or with your senator. How far do you think it will get you? It's your attitude. So your offering, praise God. When you give your tithes, I say, mm, mm, uh, uh, tithe is the old testament. Uh, tithe is not new testament. Uh, uh, Jesus never said we should give, give tithe. You know, it's because you don't want to give. If you give, the whole hundred percent belongs to God. God has said, uh, if you don't think it belongs to Him, keep it. He will not force you. But what? It is what? Worship. It is what? Honor. It is what? Worship. It is what? Honor. So we give to honor God as the source of everything that we have. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's why in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 6 and 7, Deuteronomy 16, verse, 6, verse 16 and 17, Deuteronomy 16, verse 16 and 17, let's give me the living translation if you can get it, before me, Deuteronomy chapter 16, okay, all you men must appear every, each year, every man in Israel must celebrate this festival, the festival of unleavened bread, harvest, shelters. They must appear huh, before the Lord your God at the place he chooses 
on each of these occasions. And they must, somebody say must. Give me the King James Version. Let me read the last, the, the King James Version of the last part. So they, they must bring a gift to the Lord. What did they call it? A gift to the Lord. Give me the King James Version. Quickly. Quickly. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. Do you have it now? Okay. They said, they said and they shall not appear before the Lord. What? Empty. Verse 17, verse 17, verse 17. Every man shall give as he is what? According to what? The blessing of the Lord. So it means that whatever it is that you earn is called what? The blessing of the Lord. The unbeliever may not call it that, but you are not in that kingdom. In this kingdom, whatever I earn is called the blessing of the Lord. Which he has given you. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. God gives you. He is not unfaithful. He is a giver. Even when we are unfaithful, he still gives us. So, when we give our tithes, our offerings. He said, we don't come to God empty-handed. Glory to God. Have you noticed that rich men, they are the ones that get the most gifts. The MD of your company, when they want to give him gifts during Christmas, his hamper is usually bigger, different, the hampers begin to cascade, begins to get lower as they cascade down. Some people, they will even remember them at all. What is, why? You are saying, honor. You are the MD. I am honoring your position. The guy may leave that place tomorrow. And you may not, you, when you want to do your arm pass for the year, will you remember him? Except he's still relevant. They will remember him. He's the next person. So it means that it is the position that has been honored, not the person. So we are honoring the position of God in our lives when we give to him. Hallelujah. Pastor, you are trying to force money from me. No, I'm not. Is that you honor your father? Or you don't honor your father, period. Honor. Glory to God. Glory to God. And lastly, when we give, is to take care of his work. It is our responsibility to take our... So, so giving is a covenant responsibility. To take care, to take care of the work of our father. We must be interested in it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because the work of the master demands haste. Demands what? Haste. It demands haste. And resources have got to be sent towards it to get the job done. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it's very important. Now listen to me. I've been pastoring this church for, by the grace of God since 1997. And I know histories of people. Praise God. God has prospered those who have been faithful givers. I'm telling you. You know, by virtue of that long time, I, I know everybody's, almost everybody's stories. And I've seen how people have moved from one level to the other financially. Those who are faithful givers, God has lifted them up. Because God is a wise investor. He said, anybody who is faithful in small things, true riches will be committed to him. More things will be committed to him. You will not give the messenger in your office the work of the sales manager except he qualifies for it. If he just has, you know, a primary school education and he cannot even speak good English, when he's speaking, he's packing. Amen. You won't ask him to be your representative when you want to go and defend a proposal at Chevron. Why? Because in small things, he has not been able to prove himself. So why would you expose him to such a thing? That's why the Bible says that we do not lay hands on novices and give offices to novices. Why? Because it's going to cause them to be proud. And it, pride goes before a fall, a haughty spirit. A pride goes before destruction, a hurty spirit before a fall. Have you been blessed today? Stand to your feet, everybody.